Hello, Sarah. Uh, hello. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. It's my birthday. It was my child's birthday yesterday, and it is my birthday today. And let me tell you something. When you have a birthday, <laughs> the day after your child's birthday, everybody's like, what are you doing for your birthday? What are you going to do that's fun? And I'm like, I would like to take several naps <laughs> and clean my kitchen. Sure. <laughs> simple things. <laughs> and pick up all the paper <laughs> that is in my living room. And uh, yeah, record a podcast. I mean, it's just all happening right at once. You texted me this morning. You were like, I realized recording a podcast on your birthday is like a drag. I was like, it is in no way a drag. <laughs> You're like, that sounds nice, actually. Let's talk about these romance novels we've exactly. read. Exactly. Exactly. And this is a fun episode. This is an episode I look forward to every year. I and I will too. tell you that every year I think to myself, should we welcome the people to the podcast before we launch into it? Let's do that. It's my birthday, everyone, and you're listening to Fate of Mates. I am Sarah McLean. I read romance novels and I write them. And I'm Jennifer Prokop, a romance reader and editor. And this is our holiday romance episode, which we do every year. Yeah. Now I'm going to admit, everybody, mine leans real Christmassy this year. I have one that is not. I have one that is not also. So, I mean, I don't want to be like Listen, it's very difficult. Yeah. It's difficult out here these days. Um, because while there are more and more Hanukkah romances, there are still not enough non-Christmas holiday romances. Yeah. I just I feel like if, it, you know, if it's, if you know, just like truth in advertising. Like, I feel like one year we are like, it's Christmas, everybody. We're not doing anything else. Well, last year we yeah. did Santa. And I will say, oh, oh, wait, I have some things to say. Okay, wait. Last year we did Santa. We are not doing Santa this year. But um, Katie, one of our listeners, so last week... We said, we told you all that we were gearing up for the holiday episode. So if you had recommendations to sort of throw at us for the next week, we were in, we were listening. Um, and some of you did, and I'm very grateful for it. And Katie, one of our listeners on Instagram, <laughs> did not have a recommendation, but she did send me a TikTok that I'm going to forward to you, <laughs> or not a TikTok, like an Instagram reel that I'm going to forward to you. And we will put in show notes. I don't know how we'll do this, but there are, I have a couple of things that listeners have forwarded to us. And let me tell you something. If you forward me something like this, I might not always reply because I'm chaos on the internet, but <laughs> I just want you to know I'm always delighted and grateful for it. So Katie sent me something that said, that had like one of those hot Santa images yeah. <laughs> and it just said over the top, uh, the Irish word for Santa is Daddy December. And I don't know how I feel about that. And then the response was, I know exactly how I feel about that. Perfect. And same. If you too like a Daddy December, you're going to want to immediately go after you listen to this episode and download last year's holiday episode, which was yes. just about Santa. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I feel like for me, it's like every year it's kind of like a gimmick. Like, how am I going to pick these books, Right. And I think I, I revealed this a few weeks ago on the podcast. I had this brilliant idea, which is, um, okay, so everybody knows I mostly only read in E. I mean, I buy books and read them, but mostly it's like ebooks. And if you are also an ebook reader and you do not subscribe to the BookBub week, like daily email, get right with your life because it tells you everything that's on sale. And a couple weeks ago, it was, there was like started to be the holiday romances. And I was like, now this is my big idea. I'm going to mostly just like pick books that appear in BookBub. 
and talk about them on the right, podcast. Right, which I think is such a good because idea. Because discoverability is really hard when it comes to these things, right? Like with KU, anybody can throw up their like Santa Daddy romance in five seconds. And then how do you find them? But I feel like this BookBub thing. So I read, I think, two or three that came from BookBub that I just was like, this looks good. And I bought it. Um, others I bought to, to not quite get to. And that's my, that was my whole my whole nice. plan. I think it worked out great. I think that is really terrific. <laughs> um, and I did not do that. Um, instead, I ended up reading a bunch of sex books. <laughs> I think I did too, by the way. I would like to be clear. I don't really that know was, what to say about, I mean, you know, our difference in strategy. I want to be clear. Like, some of them came up, and if it was like three naked people on the cover i was like oh i'm gonna buy that christmas book versus one versus like, exactly a poinsettia and like a snowy snow covered house with like a red door i do have two those i did are, not buy i have two that are not like i would not lead with sex book um and then i have many that i think you will enjoy on a cold winter's night yes. um and i guess what i'm saying here everyone is headphones in <laughs> Well, and that was my, that's my other new theory this year is after the Lifetime movie that promised like a sexy scene was in fact just a naked man's chest, um, I, which I made a really funny joke. We will never do that. that to you here. I, we would never mates. do that to you We ever. just wouldn't, I mean, yeah. our basic brand is if the shirt yeah. comes off, yeah, it better <laughs> like come all the way off, I yeah, guess. Yeah, sure. Right. So Something there, else better get off. Yeah. So I was like... Do you like that? Yeah. That was a good joke. Like, yeah, that was a good joke. I liked it. I mean, it was a little, you know, I was workshopping in the moment. If I had thought it through, it would have been a tighter delivery. Yeah, it's just funny because I made the joke like here we all are like, here we all are begging for like naked Manchester to come back on book covers, right? Because we're I mean, I'm sort of tired of the illustrated cover or whatever. Let's be and honest, Jen, you were tired of the illustrated I was cover never from like the them. first moment you saw an illustrated cover. It 2020 no not even in like 2015 and then i had to say to lifetime no not that way <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do better it's so sad it is sad so sad so. lifetime you we believed in you we were rooting for you as tyra banks would say <laughs> i'm gonna just jump right in i would like to jump in on headphones in because i have a book that is related all right like let's do it then we'll go from headphones in everyone <laughs> like the whole yule log is on fire if you're taking your car to the mechanic today yes. <laughs> be sure to disconnect bluetooth before you hand over the keys is the kind of episode we're talking about here yeah yeah so like all the yule logs are on fire at the beginning and then we'll like gradually like work our way down to like yeah we'll co we'll get little... cozier you know then everybody you know christmas is a big slaw a big thing and then like the 26th, 27th, when we're sort of all in our pajamas, just like napping, that's we'll, that's what we're doing. Okay. okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. I like it. All right. So we're going to start with Holly June Smith's Can I Tell You Something? Have you read this one yet? No. Okay. I'm so <laughs> excited to tell you about it. Gather around, kitties. All right. I have no idea how I got this onto my Kindle. Somebody somewhere recommended it to me. Sure. And I apologize. Thank you to whoever Thank you, you are. to the universe for bringing you to me. Okay, so here's the setup for this. We I don't think we've ever talked about audio porn on the podcast. But like, so audio porn exists, everyone. 
if you did not know, essentially my view of this is that it is actually probably for the femme among us. Like it just like probably feels that way. It's not like a visual. It's a visual thing. You put your headphones in and then you turn on. Usually there are many, many, many men who are audio porn actors and they like script a scene and it is in the second person. Like there's like, you are a character. It's self-insert, right? So he's okay. the daddy or whatever. And you are the baby girl. <laughs> or like, I mean, not necessarily that. But like, there's like praise. Can- you can find all the versions of this. Everyone, this is my holiday gift to you. If you did not know this existed, I feel strongly there is a large contingent of Theta Mates listeners who are looking be like, for I'm down this, with this, who have yeah. like tried visual porn and been like, it does me. the job fine, but it's not like super excited. Like, here's my thing. All right. Headphones really in. <laughs> I'm like, getting... here we go, everybody. All right. The world of porn Here's the problem with porn for me. Like, I just, it's too, there isn't enough there, there. Like, there isn't, it's just too... Like, I need there to be a story. I want to feel connected. There is no there there for me. No, no. And, like, everybody tells me, like, there are places where you can go where, like, I don't have the time to go Googling this. Also, (laughs) I promise you that if you Googled this, it would go all wrong very quickly. I know enough about the Internet. I grew up alongside the Internet. (laughs) So, okay. All of that is to say that audio porn is not like this. Like it is, there is always a story because it's oral. A-U-R-A-L. Okay. So wait, before we move on to this book, I like to pride myself in doing a very nice job on show notes. Is this something, Sarah, you could like, Give me some. Links I could give you a, some. I could like, give you a places link to where some, some could. I don't know if there are places, but I could certainly. I mean, I don't personally listen to them, but I could probably sure, come up with course. some examples. <laughs> you just read it for the uh, articles, okay? <laughs> now that we've established that, moving okay. along. Okay. Anyway, Holly June Smith uh, has written a book where the hero is an audio porn actor. Tell us the name of the book again. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Okay. So, but here's the structure. The reason why I sort of was like, I don't know if there's a site. And I don't actually know if there's a site, although I'm sure there is, is because most of these, like, remember the, like, glory days of Tumblr? Oh, yeah. Sure. Most of these men, like, found their way to Tumblr and were, like, posting the audios on their own Tumblr feed. Got it. Got it. And now I think it's all moved to Patreon. And to be fair, I don't subscribe to any of the Patreon, so whatever. Sure. Um... Anyway, point is, this guy is an audio porn uh, actor, and he has an Instagram account. Like, he's sort of a, he's like a celebrity in the in that world. Like, if, yeah. like, he's in the same way that, like, I imagine people love specific narrators of books. Like, he's like that. They're, he's some people's favorite. And so he has an Instagram account where he actually does post, like, about his life. He's very public about, like, what he does. He's very cool about it. Anyway, and he is the favorite uh, actor of the cr- favorite, like creator of audio, you know, erotica for uh, this woman, this young woman, Hannah. Okay, and she, Hannah's like ha- has it rough. She's like her, like in her second year as a lawyer. She's like working all the time, like 80, 80 90 hour work weeks. 
Um, Hannah's family has a tradition where at Christmas they go to the Swiss Alps to live in their grandmother's chalet. Okay. And like ski fancy. and like eat fondue and be fancy. Sure. And so um, Hannah is headed, she gets, it begins on an airplane. Hannah is headed from the, to the Swiss Alps for the week. Like she can't wait for this one week to like, Unwind, And as part of her unwinding, she has, like, loaded up her phone with, like, these audio recordings from her favorite actor. Yeah. <laughs> she gets there, and her brother, who lives in Los Angeles, who usually, who has been so busy over the last couple of years and hasn't come to Christmas in the, in the Alps, um, surprises the family, like, for Christmas. And he has brought along his roommate, who just happens to be... This guy, because romance is perfect. So this guy, but here's the thing. He walks into the house and she instantly recognizes him and she freaks out because she's like, I cannot. Yeah, like. <laughs> like, I cannot process. It's like, imagine your favorite actor, like, walking no, in walking the door in or and whatever, you're like, right. oh, my God, like, I have. She just McCreeve brains. Sure. So she goes full static and then she like shuts down. She like doesn't talk that night at dinner. <laughs> She's like, what? Are, what is happening? What's going on? And he, of course, is like, because it's romance, instantly attracted to her. So he and she, so we're in her POV. She goes to bed that night and she's like, holy shit, what is happening? This is terrible. Like empirically, this is the worst thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she realizes that when she is drunk, sometimes... She listens to his audio recordings and DMs him on Instagram. But he has a rule that he never looks at DMs on Instagram. Cut to this man in his bed in the chalet going like, she's super hot. Like, I'm going to look her up online because that's what we do. She he finds her on Instagram and he goes to follow her and it says, follow back. And he's like, and of the writing is so fun, Jen, because you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, she listens to me. And he then he sees, like, she's written yes. all these DMs to him. So, Jen, he <laughs> then makes her this, like, audio porn that he, like, oh puts up. God. Basically to say, like, to send her a message that he knows she knows who that who he is and knows he's in the house. She freaks out. They're learning to ski at the same time. They're, so what's so cool about this book it is, is it is simultaneously, like, blazing sexy. There's a scene where he, like, records her a private one and he goes into her room in her grandmother's chalet <laughs> and puts the headphone in, her, like, one of the earbuds in her ear and then, like, gets her off. Like, she's listening to what's happening to them. Yeah. It's so hot. And then at the same time, they're like on a ski lift or like eating crepes. I thought you were saying eating something else. I was like, no, it's so much fun. It's so sexy. (sighs) Like they're so into each other. The whole family. Then there's like a little bit of like brother's best friend, like drama, but not it's not weird. Yeah. And like, it's just sexy and very fun. And I am like, I loved it. Super duper into it. Anyway. And now you've learned more about me than you ever wanted to know. But this is what the holidays are for. Kate Claiborne right now is like, oh, no. Oh, (laughs) she's already shut us off, probably. (laughs) Anyway, that was Holly June Smith's Can I Tell You Something? You can get it on KU. 
This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by Sarah Olin, author of Winter Wonderland Love. Poppy O'Brien has a tough job. She has made it in Paris fashion, which is incredible. Um, But this is not a very uh, low-stress career, and (laughs) she has a boss who I think none of us would possibly want. Um, So she needs a break, and she needs to go home, and the holidays are a perfect time for that. So Poppy's headed home to Brockman Farms, her family farm. Um, Unfortunately, her family is hosting a winter wedding, um, and they have forgotten that they need to leave space for Poppy to stay at the farm. Um, Except, is there a cabin with a handsome young bachelor? (gasps) How did you guess? So she, there is a guest cottage on the farm. And so she heads off to sleep uh, and dream away in the bed in the guest cottage. But would you believe, Jennifer, (laughs) that in the middle of the night, Rafe Holmes returns home to where he is living in the guest cottage on Brockman land uh, to discover Poppy fast asleep in his bed. Uh, And then before she can leave, there's a blizzard and then a power outage. Of course. (laughs) She has to stay there. They must cuddle. We all know. And they have no choice but to just make out a lot and talk a lot (laughs) and fall fall in love and fall for each other. Listen, if only we just had a week to make out and talk and fall in love. Some of us. Amazing. Um, and so Poppy's into it. And the question is like, will Rafe be able to find the words to feel his feelings? I think he'll be okay though. Um, if you are interested in this steamy contemporary holiday romance that features a small town, homecoming, snowed in, and food as a love language, which I know Sarah loves, you should make sure you check out Winter Wonderland Love. It is available in print and in E everywhere books are sold. Thank you to Sarah Olin for sponsoring this week's episode. Okay, so I'm going to start with something I actually did buy from bookbub because i said that's how i started although there is another another way i got some good episode a good recommendations too which i'll talk about next time so i read a book called santa's broken toy by una grace nice listen i have no shame everybody i was like nice. oh, what's this all about and actually for those of you who like um older main characters uh she is 40 and he is 55 and in this book um her name is what is her name? Mary. Now, it starts off like, I guess, content warning. She is a widow. She's a young widow. She was widowed at 38. Her husband died two years ago. And she kind of, like, talks about... It's actually... There's this, like, really beautiful line where she talks about um, how, like, the side... Like, the, the hole it left in her heart, right, of his Will's loss, that was his name, is the same, but, like, her world around her is getting bigger, like, right as time goes on. I just Mm -hmm. thought it was, like, really beautiful. So the first year, she was just kind of like, and it starts, like, her kind of saying, like, it's two years ago this happened, and I, you know, it's first person, and I just, like, kind of was a mess for a year, and then the second year, I was getting better, but she's like, I just, the holidays are the worst, because everybody expects me to act a certain way. It's like, be over it, but still be grieving, and she's just like, so I, so she just decides to, like, take herself off to this cabin that, like, his was in like his family or whatever but she inherited um i also it was kind of great like it really does a lot of like work at the beginning to sort of show that like you know like he left her in great financial shape he was 
she's like heartbroken. She's like, I'd rather have my husband back. But like, because he was so careful, he was an accountant or something like, right. Like he paid off the house and his life insurance is enough for her that she's been able to really think about what she wants to do for work. So it's like really this, actually this kind of, she's like coming out of this and kind of thinking like, what do I want to do with my life? Anyway. Mm -hmm. So she's in this little town and in this cabin and she sees this like handsome, actually it's really, Sarah, it's really funny. She, she goes into a store called Milk and Cookies, but it turns out it's a dispensary <laughs> <laughs> because everything in the town has to like look a certain way. And so she's like, fuck it. I am just going to get baked like literally. Right. So she buys it. a bunch of these pot cookies and she takes herself to the cabin where there's a hot tub. And she's like, I'm just going to fucking get completely stoned and sit in this hot tub. And then like knock, knock comes the door and this handsome biker that she'd mm-hmm. seen earlier in the day in town is like at her door. Basically he had been driving by something happened with his motorcycle and he needs like a place to stay. Um, nice. To no one's surprise, everybody, he actually secretly owns the dispensary and is like a total like good guy or whatever. All right. So his name is Samson, but she's like sort of baked. So he's like, my name's Samson. And she's like, did you say Santa? <laughs> and, like, I don't know, Sarah, the whole thing is just really funny and he comes in and like they're kind of flirtatious and they just end up basically having like crazy sex for an entire weekend. Like just nonstop. Perfect. No notes. No notes. It's great. It is terrific. I really have nothing more to tell you except that I laughed a couple times. And I think the other thing I really remembered that I like about these is a lot of these books tend to be like novellas. And so there's just really no fluff right they're just like right. we've, we've met like the the conflict is right there in front of your face and then we're gonna get to it so they end up having great sex for the weekend and she is really kind of like in her feelings a little bit because this is the first man she's been with since her husband um but samson slash santa is this great guy and they have a great time and he can fuck like a champion even though he's 55 plus that's all you need to know (laughs) perfect uh where are we gonna go from here fucking like a champion (laughs) and that's all of them right i mean how about uh older heroes now i'm wondering if this is an older hero i don't know um but this is just a quickie because I already talked about it on the best of the year episode, but I want to talk. I just want to. Oh, yeah. I want to like ping everyone on Adriana Anders's "We'll Never Have Paris," um, which is an incredibly sexy, like three day long uh, Christmas novella set in Paris. The heroine is American. She is um, kind of on a soul-searching mission. She's been in Paris for six months, and she's leaving right after uh, Christmas Day. She gets trapped in an elevator with the deeply grumpy (laughs) bartender from across the street who is French and just uh, so Mm. Yum. <laughs> anyway, they get, they get trapped in an elevator and it's one of those old Parisian like metal elevators in the middle of the building and they call out to the neighbors and there's and no one comes to help yeah. them. No. So what are they to do, Jennifer? But cozy together and bang yes. it out in the elevator. Sure. Right. Totally. Amazing. Um, and then they just like 
it's just like so cute and also super, I mean, in classic Adriana Anders fashion, it's very sexy and also like real emotional. Like she does not pull punches in terms of like backstory. And there's like, you know, there's a lot of like deep, sad trauma in both of these characters. But, and he, of course, is a man who refuses to feel a feeling, except when he decides he's going to feel a feeling, he like feels it on at like a 17. (laughs) And he like, there's this great grand gesture related to Christmas. It's just going to deliver. If you're looking for a Christmas book that is sexy and also gives you all the feelings of the like Christmassy grand gesture that romance has kind of codified for their whole all of our time together this one's it so that is no it's great yeah we'll never have paris by adriana anders perfect i also like that it's in paris because i feel like it's like the travel for christmas is something that oh yeah we all sort of do um we've all talked about we've talked about this before but i feel like one of the big things one of the big struggles that i have like with christmas in the world is the mythology that we are fed as me like by media for so long yeah. is about like well you'll travel and you'll spend christmas in the alps or you'll spend christmas like at somebody's like snow covered cabin or you'll like spend christmas with friends yeah. or you're you right. know and that's not how christmas is like if you do travel you're like going to your parents house or your in-laws house or like it's just a for many of us for some of you some of you are getting that great alps experience and like thumbs up would you like to invite me next year? <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, so I think very the, nice. I think the Christmas romance or the holiday romance in general, one of the things that it really delivers on is fantasy. Like it is. Yeah, it is right that we are the genre that sort of nails this every time because that holiday travel fantasy, that holiday, the holiday fantasy in general, it always snows. It always like there's just. You know, it always feels magical in romance in a way that it does not always feel magical in real life. There's like no slow burns in a Christmas romance unless it's like the Hallmark Channel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the other thing. It's like there's this sense of like magic in the air, like liter- literally, right? Mm-hmm. And and it plays out in lots of different ways, but often the way it plays out in a lot of these, and again, I think it's also like tied to the fact that almost all of these are novellas, is like something about like the spirit of the season, like whatever that is, makes it Mm -hmm. impossible to resist like this temptation presented by this other person. Right. Like, yeah, they are like, it's like the, there there's, there's no blinders on, there's nothing holding you back. Like you, right. It's just like, it almost is like people treat like the beginning of a relationship. Like it's like a one night stand, like it's a holiday. (laughs) You know, it doesn't really count. Right. Right. And then almost all of these books end up with, some sort of like transition back to like the real world, right? Like that holiday glamour is going to fall away. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And they then, all feel yeah. like they all feel like vacation romance in a lot of ways. Like, in, yeah. you know, even if they're in your own town. Yeah. So I mean, actually, yeah, yeah, we all write magical realism at holidays, right? Yeah. Like, right. So let me tell you about um, another one I read, which was great. Now in this one, I follow a woman on Twitter. Her handle is Shades in Pages. And she started this thing called Jingle Books. And she has like 
two different like check you know kind of check your boxes one's the naughty list and then one's the nice list it's like Mm -hmm. they're really cute so like a lot of people like a reading challenge to sort of like guide them because otherwise right it gets overwhelming and so she recommended this book called trick shot a spicy christmas novella by kayla grace and she was like yeah it's hot oh that was was on my list too so great good have did you read this one yeah it's terrific. Like, I was like, I mean, talk about a setup that is nonsense. impossible for you. I mean, uh, yeah. I love it. Of course. When I say nonsense, for you I mean resist. terrific. Romance reasons nonsense. Yep. So go on. Basically, Leo is a sports agent. I have another one about a sports agent. I guess that's all. You know, everyone has a big. Fancy well, ev- it's holidays. like Grinchy there. I mean, nobody's yes. Grinchy like a sports agent is Grinchy. Sure. So Leo is about to get on a flight to go to Seattle to visit his brother, who is a NHL player. And he meets this woman named Riley in the bar and she mistakes him for his brother. Like, she's like, oh, my God, you're Lucas. And he's and it's really interesting because he's like, he just says yes. And it's the fascinating part is you kind of think, like, is he being a jerk? Is he enjoying like the limelight of like. His brother, he kind of just tells her eventually, like, or just thinks to himself, it's just easier than correcting people. But it's not till you get to the very end that you realize, like, he wanted to play too. And so for real hockey fans, their next instinct when they find out it's Leo is, like, pity. Like, you didn't, I think he got injured, right? And, like, you couldn't make it like your brother did. So you kind of, like, realize there's more to it than, you know, you thought. Anyway, he is has a a casual, like, long-term love affair with his best friend, this guy named Jace. And Jace is totally in love with, with Leo and kind of, like, is, like, we're basically exclusive, but Leo's just, but we're, it's, like, an open relationship. But, you know, Leo's kind of just, like, doesn't really think about it that way. Like, it's just so easy to be with, for them to be together. I don't think he, like, notices how committed they really are to each other. It's, like, actually a really fascinating kind of setup. And one that, again, for a novella, I don't know if you felt this way. I was like, this is very assured. Like, it felt really good. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, anyway, they bring, uh, but Leo's like, Riley, come home with me. Your flight got canceled. We're on the same flight. And then the three of them are just going to have, again, insane sex. But he's pretending to be his brother. He's pretending to be his brother. And Jace goes along with it. This is not okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, uh, like, it's only okay in romance. It's okay for him to pretend to be his brother in the airport. But once they get home... (laughs) The thing that's sort of fascinating about it is Jace just kind of goes along with it. Like, these two have so much casual sex with people that they're kind of like, well, what does it matter? If it's just a one-night oh, stand with Jace, someone. He's kind of pissed, though. Oh, yeah. Right. He is. And he I is. think once he sees her and he has that romance hero moment of like, oh, it's her forever, which perfect. Um, he's like, oh, shit. Like, you've really blown this for everyone. But okay, I'll go along with it. Because, <laughs> you know, because it's a one night stand. Like, right? What are we supposed to do about it? We just have to have crazy sex. Including, by the way, everybody, a scene with a Christmas ornament as a sex toy. Please don't do that at home. <laughs> I just feel like I need to say that. Please, yeah, everybody, that's good. don't do that at home. No. It is not anal, it's in her vagina, but still. But still, you need a new one. <laughs> new packages. Or as Adriana likes to say, like, you should just go shopping together. That's hot. 
Yes. But fine. if the sex toy shop isn't open on Christmas Eve, which of course it should be, I mean, like that's a good last minute. Sure. <laughs> or unless like, that's what your ornament strategy is. I just buy new packaged sex toys and hang them on the tree in case I bring a woman home from the airport. Fine. But that is yeah, well, not what Here's my thing. If you are the kind of person who brings people home from the airport, you should have unopened sex toys like around. Just buy sure. them in bulk. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> There's tons of sex toys in the other book, too. Santa's Broken Toy. That one, I do hope that the mechanics got that. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, they have great sex all night long. And then, like, the the end of it, like, Jace kind of loses his mind and forgets and calls Lucas Leo. And she figures it out and, like, storms out. And she's, like, humiliated. I mean, she's basically like, look, I know this was only supposed to be a one-night stand, but you didn't have to do that to me. Now I feel like a chump and she's really upset about it. And, you know, again, this being our Christmas novella, like, they are basically like, but we are in love with her. We must go get her. Yeah. And they do. Amazing. Um, The brother, Lucas, is going to get with her sister in the sequel, which comes out on Christmas. Uh, Sorry, I'm... uh, Valentine's Day. Perfect. Well, you know I'll be there because he's a big celebrity. And I freaking love a celebrity romance. Sure. So I, for one, am very excited about this. Uh, It felt like a total find. Like, I was like, how was this book so great? I really agreed. I really enjoyed it. Like, Sarah, it was so good. I went to this author's website at the end. You know, they're like, get a bonus scene. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like a bonus scene with these people. They seem very nice. Exactly. Also, those bonus scenes are always very hot. This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by Meredith Shore, author of Someone Just Like You. Oh, Sarah, everyone loves a little bit of enemies to lovers. And in this case, we've got childhood rivals um, and New Yorkers, Molly Bloom and Jude Stark, and their families have been close forever. They totally should have been best friends, but instead, they've just kind of, like, been each other's nemesis the Uh, whole time, right? She thinks he's just, like, a charming slacker. He thinks she's allergic to fun. And they've had this, like, kind of relationships with, like, pranks, right? Um, Where that was kind of how they were interacting with each other. But in high school, one prank went so far that they basically just stopped talking to each other completely only now it is their parents um they're supposed to be planning a massive party for like their two sets of parents and instead of this being like a situation where they're like we're gonna lay down our weapons instead they're like okay time to go back to war (laughs) so they are they're sniping and, and hijinks but along the way they actually develop a friendship which allows them to realize that there is quite a bit of sexual tension in the room um apparently Molly has been dating Jude lookalikes and he has been dating ah! Molly doppelgangers. Oh my God. And all of a sudden they thought they'd mastered the art of hating each other, but falling in love is a whole new battlefield. This is perfect for enemies to lovers, long standing romance fans. Uh, and you can find someone just like you in print, ebook, or audiobook right now wherever books are sold. Thanks to Meredith Shore for sponsoring this week's episode. I'm going to go to magical, like magical magic. Okay. <laughs> All right. I love because, it. Um, so I'm going to go to Adriana Herrera, a different Adriana, yeah, a friend of the pod. Adriana Herrera has written a new Toy Runners book this year called Run, Darling. 
Nice. And here's the setup. As you all know, this is the way that I describe that I this is now canon for Santa's structure <laughs> in our house um, because I think yeah. it's so clever and fun. But um, so the idea is um, the toy runners are uh, it's like basically a family business. Like it's like Santa mm-hmm. is passed down from generation to generation, but it's multiple like everybody's a toy runner, like all together. Um, and so and it's like a family it's, it's like mafia a little bit. Sure. Sure. <laughs> like the mafia, if what they did was bring toys to children. Um, so this is, so the setup for this is, uh, Arabella, the heroine is like, she's very excited. It's her, it's going to be her, um, like first time running toys and she has a whole plan, but there's like some family drama because of course there is, it's an Adriana book. Um, and her brothers are all like, no, it can't be you. You can't run toys. Um, and so they hire her. They like for reasons they hire their best friend from like <laughs> forever as her bodyguard. Sure. And it's he, obviously how it's going to work. She has had a crush on him since forever, but he's been out of her life for seven years because, of course, like he has been. And when he comes back, boy, is she all grown up. <laughs> and he's like, I have ideas about what kind of toys we can use. Um, this is for those of you who know know how much Adriana loves the Omegaverse. There is some light nodding in this book for you. <laughs> um, anyway, but if you love a best friend's younger sister, a bodyguard romance, a forced proximity romance, they're stuck together. There's only one bed. I mean, Adriana really just packed this one full. With yeah. like romance tropes that you're all gonna love. Um, that's run, darling. You should just do yourself a favor and get the whole set because they're all great. Yeah. The Toy King. Oh yeah. Run Darling. What was the other one? What's the other one? The Her Night with Santa. Her Night with Santa, which is the first one. And that yeah. is the one that set the canon here. Because Santa is a woman. The ma- the runners are get, like basically the magi, like they're right. like, right? It, they're you know, it's all it's all packed into the uh, Catholic iconography <laughs> of Christmas, but in yes. the just filthiest possible way. Okay, so I have another one that's real filthy. Um, it is called Santa Daddy by Hannah Murray. Um, if you have not read Hannah Murray, she is I think really writes. Some of the best real dirty stuff out there. I, mm-hmm. And I love you. Um, this is part. I don't think this is part of a series. There's a part of a series called like filth. <laughs> that had like a Thanksgiving like gangbang. This is mm-hmm. not part of that series. I just think she like likes the holiday. And in this one, Nicholas Saint, of course, is been the boss to Rebecca for several years. And he's had the hots for her. But on this day, she's quitting. And he's, like, such a jerk to her when she quits, you know? And she's uh-huh. and he's just like, okay, I'll offer you more money. Just go back to your desk. And she's like, no, I want, like, a life. And he's like, okay, how about this much more money? And she's like, you were just a jackass. So she just, like, storms out, and he's kind of like, duh, what did I do? Like, as a dumb man would uh-huh. often be, you know? And he's just, like, really – I do respect – one of the things I think I sort of have sometimes a hard time with is, like um, – 
he really did like keep it professional though, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, I had it lots for her, but she was my assistant and so like nothing could ever happen. Well, later that night, doo, 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 they're at the club, the like BDSM club. And you know, I really love the BDSM books, but I was like, well, Santa daddy kind of lured me in. Um, Daddy's December. Today, December. And she is there kind of hoping to find someone who could like daddy her, literally. Mm-hmm. And he is there. How did I, you know, listen, I was kind of power skimming. How did they never meet at the same club before or know that they were part of the same club? I have no idea. But nevertheless, they have not. So he sees her from across the room and his friend or his brother, I can't remember who, is like, is that your assistant? And he's like, what? She's mine. Um, And then he, you know, he's like, well, I can't. She's my assistant. He's like, not anymore. Right. She quit today. Go get her. And so um, the way it works, like, that night at the club is, like, the submissives, I guess, can, like, write out, like, kind of the fantasy they want to have happen. And then, like, people can essentially be like, yes, I will do this with you. So he grabs her card, and it's all about being, like, daddied. And, you know, there is a lot of, a huge amount of fucking that goes on. Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) That's it. That's all I have to say about it. It was great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Merry Christmas, everyone. All Merry right. Christmas. Tracy Livesey has Ooh. finally listened to us. Listen, <laughs> you all should just pay closer attention to what we need from you, writers. <laughs> Today, I actually had a thought about something. What was I thinking? And I was like, I wish I was still on Twitter because I have an idea for... Oh, I have an idea for a book, everyone, but I need somebody to write it for me. <laughs> Here, this sure. is going to be an authentic pause because this is not about New Year's Eve. Okay. Listen, there is this guy on Instagram who, like, came into my feed because my daughter likes to watch dog videos on Instagram. And so she messes up my algorithm. And now I just get a lot of dog videos as part of my Instagram algorithm. But that's fine. Dogs are cute. Yeah. There's this guy on Instagram. I forget what his name is, but I will remember and put it into show notes. But he is a vet in, I think, L.A., And he is a street vet. And so he goes, Mm. like, basically what he does is he, like, he he goes around L.A. to all of the unhoused, like, encampments. Mm. And he treats, like, he basically gives, like, shots and, you know, veterinary care to the dogs owned by unhoused people in L.A. Nice. And, like, I think this is... Very cool. I think he is probably not the only vet in the world who does this. Like, I think this is probably something that a lot of vets do. Um, And it's pro bono and it's amazing. And I love every video that he does because he, like, shows you how good these dogs are. And then he, like, checks them for, like, fleas and, like, gives them, you know, their annual shots and then leaves the people with food for the animals and, like, goes off and, you know, lives to fight another day. Anyway, point is, I thought this was, I know that there are a lot of romance people out there who really like dogs and books. And I know Jen is not one of them. But, like, if you are thinking about writing a romance novel and you're looking for, like, a that is a good way to, like, write a dog book where, like, the animals are part of the story. And also, I think it's a very sexy job. Like, I think, like, street vet is a job that, like, I would like to read that guy having a great life. So. That is my request. If you're out there and you're like, I want to write a book about somebody related to dogs. I know about vets. Please write a street vet job, a street a street vet romance. I will read it and talk about it on the internet and yeah. on this podcast. Anyway. Oh, see, there you go. Now, but Tracy, <laughs> more importantly. I'll be honest. I kind of got a little lost when you talked about how like something I was like, 
I think you said something about it smelling good or whatever. And I was like, that's not smelling smell good. good. The dogs? I don't know. No, I, don't I didn't know. say it was smelling good. I know. I just really lost. At some point, I just really had my own mental just, thing happening. You just went away from dogs. I, it's because I was talking about dogs and romance. And you were like, no. I drifted far away. It's was, not always, I don't always talk about, talk, do this for you, Jen. Sometimes I do it for listeners. I know. I know. I appreciate <laughs> that. Everyone, I hope you have a nice time. I think that smells funny. It's fine. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, maybe they do, but you know, whatever. They're nice. They're nice to animals. I mean, the office. I don't think the people. I think the people probably smell great, but the vet's I mean, office. I assume funny. they do. Okay. <sighs> All right. There, Too much. Uh, whatever. That's not important. What's important is Tracy Livesey listens to us sometimes. So a million years ago, there were these anthologies, the rogue anthologies. And um, if you donated to them, a percentage of the donation went to uh, political causes in the 2016, 2018, 2020, you know, election. Mm -hmm. God, we're coming up on election year. I can't even face it. Anyway, point is, during that time, Tracy wrote an, an anthology a novella for one of these anthologies called Have Yourself a Billionaire for Christmas. <laughs> and it was so great because it's a snowed in in a cabin in the middle of nowhere, nowhere at Christmas romance. The hero is a billionaire who has just whose corporation has just been named like the biggest Scrooge number three on the list of the biggest corporate Scrooges like he's and he is pissed about this because it will, of course, come out to be that he is not a corporate Scrooge. Like, he is not a Scrooge at all. Sure. Um, but he ends up going off to this his sister's cabin, snowy cabin for Christmas, for reasons, I don't know. And he gets there, and it he gets there, like, in the middle of the night, and he's listening, he's watching television. And then, like, a door opens inside the house, and out comes... Uh, Rachel, this woman who is there because somebody has lent this cabin to her as well. And Rachel is like a nonprofit, like guru, basically. Yeah. Like she like sure. she does all sorts of like nonprofit stuff. She's wearing in the moment that she kicks him in the thigh, thinking that he is an intruder, she's wearing a t-shirt that says every day is Earth Day. So these are these two people, right? Sure. Perfect. I like it already. Turns Perfect. out six months ago, though, they had like the hottest one night stand that ever there was. And then like parted ways in part because he's like a grinchy, scroogey person. And now they are sort of thrust back together again uh, to in this house. And there's this terrible snowstorm and what are they to do, Jennifer? I'm sure they can think of something. But work it all out. Bang <laughs> it all out. And if you've ever read Tracy Livesey before, you know Tracy knows how to deliver on the heat. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. she, they are going to keep warm in that snowy cabin. I promise you that. <laughs> Amazing. A plus. So that is have yourself a billionaire for Christmas. And the reason why Tracy listened to us is because we have talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't available because that the anthologies are all right. down. Right. And finally, right. finally, Tracy has done the job and put <sighs> it up online. So it is new for you right now this holiday season. Yes. Okay. Um, I still have several more. I'm not sure how many I was supposed to bring to the table. I have but... two more, but I'm done with the super sexy ones. 
Okay, I have um, another one I found recommended by Shades and Pages is called A Small Town Christmas, Serenity and Savior. Those are the two main characters. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, you know, I really, really liked, like, this book goes hard at the beginning. Serenity is a sports agent. Remember I said another one. And it opens with her, and essentially because she's a woman, and I think her dad, like, owns the sports agency she works for, she has been, like, trying her whole, like, essentially, like, always, like, you're essentially a woman and can't do the job as well. And it opens up with her actually doing something pretty terrible, which is she has essentially been assigned by her father. And because this is a novella, again, the scene is really short. Um, her father has sent her out to sign some big young hotshot. And if she does that, if she signs him, then she will be able to, like, get her promotion. Well, she signs him, but they're drinking, and he ends up getting in a car accident and drunk driving and dying that night. And the next day, she's kind of like, well, you said I could, as long as I signed him, and I signed him. And her father was like, no way. Like, your job as an agent is to take care of your players, and you didn't, and he died, and that's on you. And she really is, like, kind of pissed and it's, like, really, like, really interesting because I feel like it's so uncommon to see an author really show, a, like, a hair kind of, like, in-your-face heroine who really is like, kind of done something terrible. Like, she really doesn't have any regrets. Mm-hmm. But then it picks up. It's, like, five years later. And she is essentially, you know, I think learned to play the game a little bit better, right? Mm-hmm. But has really still feels like it. I get stuck doing all the things no man can do and then being told I'm still not good enough. And so the job now ahead of her is, and, but you know, it's really interesting because this kind of relationship we had with her father is really cool. Like, he's like, why don't you want to have kids? Like, you know, I'm getting old. I want babies. And she's kind of like, fuck off dad. Like you can't have it both ways. Right. So anyway, he sends her off to Utah to, for this guy, savior, Mm -hmm. um, who, is like kind of he's 31 but you know in the nba that means you're practically washed out and he has suffered sort of sort of injury so no one wants to sign him but he is convinced that he is still signable and wants like a big deal and he is plays for the utah jazz and so he lives in park city which mm-hmm. i've never been to but my understanding is very fancy and um so serenity essentially gets tasked with going to park city <laughs> to sign him or to try and like figure out what he wants uh-huh. right and because, you know, essentially, right? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yes. I, I'm just yeah. thinking of it. That just pinged me for another book that I've read recently where it's like a similar thing. Yeah. Go on. And th- the thing I really liked about it is like he can tell right away. Like he like she like slips and falls like there's a sort of pratfall and he like no figures out who she is. But he like observes that they like her eyes are so it's like really interesting like that. There's, like, no joy. Like, her eyes are really, like, cold. You know, like, he can tell that she is just here for business. And so this, like, relationship unfolds. Again, it's a novella. It's 90 pages. It's really quick. It's really tight. But um, it's great. I think it's, like, uh, again, I think people are always looking for, like, a small-town romance with black characters. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just, like, the whole idea of she's kind of the Grinchy one, right? And he's the one who instead is kind of like this fun-loving good guy who's just like, I think I could play more basketball. Um, So anyway, it's great. And again, like I love these like 90-page, like just one-hour reads. They're terrific. So that is A Small Town Christmas, 
by Latoya Nicole. Okay. Nice. All right. Um, I have a holiday contemporary uh category romance. Nice. That by Laquette, which is out new this year. Um, it's called Secret Air for Christmas. Nice. H E I R. I would hope so. Um, and it is about um it's it's MM and Carter is an actor who listen it's i'm so easy i'm such a basic bitch (laughs) um okay carter is an actor and he his he and his wife like he had this like terrible breakup with his wife and um he now like is desperate to stay clear of all things fame and celebrity so he and his daughter um and his broken heart live <laughs> in a kind of like small in like a Brooklyn neighborhood like trying to stay out of the limelight um and he has this kind of like neighbor who's hot and also like kind of a little mysterious and um they have they run into each other multiple times and it turns out that Steven the next door neighbor is also a billionaire of course <laughs> because they're just thick on the ground everywhere um or rather he comes from like a very very famous billionaire family this is the Devereux family and uh i'm pretty sure Lequette has written about them before mm-hmm. so like these are like new york billionaires but he also lives on this like understated street you know next door to carter and um they have a really lovely it's this like really classic again classic holiday um category where they just like kind of linger into love in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. you know this is a character who first of all he's a single dad so you know there is um you know there there are there are less places to have sex and times to have sex than there usually are in a laquette book yeah um and so they really have this lovely kind of slow um romance that becomes really it really involves a lot of trust building like yeah. they both have um reasons to not trust each other reasons to not trust another person with their future and their happiness and their heart and um and it's just really lovely and then of course and i do want to say it's not it, it is not the level of sexy as all the other books that i've talked about so far but i really love the way laquette writes sex um because she the the conversations the characters have around the actual act of sex are really, I think, mm. um, intentional and also um, really modern. And I think she's a good example of how, like, uh, newer romance or more modern romance is really thinking about how sex, what sex means, like what the act yeah. of sex is, how sex exists on page, and how people interact with the idea of it. Um, anyway. I really enjoyed it. It's called Secret Air for Christmas, and that's by Laquette. Perfect. Okay, I have one left. Oh, in wait. This... I'll also say, this is yeah. this new version of... Oh, have you yeah. seen these before? I have. They're like so, double Harlequins, Yeah, right? Harlequin is putting out... This, the, it's a Desire, but Harlequin is no longer releasing, I don't think, Desires in, like, single book form. Now they are these kind of double... They're 
they're the size of a single title, but they have two desires in them. Right. And the other book in here is Tempted by the Bollywood Star by Sophia Singh Sasson or Sassoon, Sasson. I don't know. I apologize. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's uh, Sophia Singh Sasson. And that is a Bollywood celebrity romance. So, like, nice. the, you the know pairing that, yeah. is celebrity falling in love, which I think is really cool and interesting. So, and that is, so that's the second book in this. In this, Nice. I mean, I really love this idea. I mean, you pay yeah. eight bucks and you get two books, sure. just like online. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, um, my last one is called Winter Hawk by Rachel Grant. This is a book bub. It was one of the ones I saw in book bub. I was like, oh, look at this. I like Rachel Grant's romantic suspense a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is a novella, a novella, and it's part of, like, one of her series. I think uh, the Raptor series. And in this one, um, Lee Ellis is, it's the first night of Hanukkah. And Lee Ellis is a working as a contractor at, like, a government agency like that i don't remember for the government doing Mm -hmm. like drone technology whatever and um it actually doesn't really start with her it starts instead with nick safuentes who is who worked for raptor who's you know like whatever he's like a mercenary or something whatever i'm like again Mm -hmm. i'm like i love romantic suspense but i'm never really quite clear what they all do they just like are tough and can (laughs) kick the shit out of people and i like that um, anyway, so Nick's br- so Nick's brother calls him, and Nick's brother is like, um, "Hey, you could earn basically like a thousand dollars because someone, my company, um, does like essentially it's like high profile Uber extractions, right? Like, and so in this case, the government is about to fire someone, and that person's going to walk out with nothing, and so like my company will pick this person up and take them wherever they go. It's like a two hour job. You'll okay. make a thousand dollars. My company will make the money." And, you know, you can just, like, essentially think of it as, like, a Christmas bonus. And Nick is like, I'm bored, and it's my brother, and he needs this help, so why not? So he, like, you know, drives down there and picks up Lee Ellis. And she is, um, so when her chapter sort of starts, she's kind of excited. It's the first night of Hanukkah. She's going to finish some work, and then she has a ticket to do um, essentially, like, a, a, like a candlelight tour of Mount Vernon, Right. Mm-hmm. And she this is like the way she's going to sort of celebrate Hanukkah. Her mom this is her first Hanukkah without her mom. And so she's just kind of sad. And so she thinks like this is a way that I and she's just recently moved to D.C. like to be with other people and it'll be candlelight. So it'll kind of be in the spirit of Hanukkah. And so but she like sees these guys coming towards the door and she's like knows what's down. Like she's like, oh, shit, they're about to fire me. Like, I don't know why. And she gets a call from her like the people she contracts with. And they were like, they're about to escort you out. Like you're fired from us too. And she has no idea why, but of course she takes a minute to like secretly hide what she's working on and find a like prints out a back door to get to it somehow. And prints like that QR code on her Mount Vernon ticket. Cause she knows that they are going to like, she's going to walk out of there with nothing. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they take her car keys, her company credit card and you you know she has no phone because it's all so locked down right like so she is essentially like i am totally fucked um she walks out and there is nick and she actually thinks that maybe she's in trouble like that he's saying he's there to help her right Mm. but like could it really be that they're like kidnapping her and but she's like what choice do i have so she gets in the car with him 
And then, like, you know, he notices someone's following them and he calls his friends in and then they, you know, and it's all romantic suspense and their suspense. And I love banging. it. And danger and Christmas. And no, and Hanukkah. And Hanukkah. Yeah, there's danger banging and Hanukkah and <laughs> it, it is great. What more could you want? I could not think of anything. Her, I mean, it's it's very dramatic. I liked it a lot. Um, and I also like, because again, it's like a novella. I think this is probably 200 pages. Mm-hmm. Like it just like moves really fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because she has no choice but to really trust Nick, um, you know, otherwise she's literally has nothing. She can't even get into the, like the house because she was living in like a company and company housing. Right. Um, so, you know, the fact that they're being followed and then don't worry, one of his friends has a cabin. <laughs> I'm doing like a little sexy dance, everybody. So anyway, it's great. Rachel Grant writes great romance. If there's a cabin, then. There's a cabin. It has a working hot tub. That's really all you need to know. Yep. All right. I have a final one, too. Okay. So this one is Closed Door, everyone. Um, It is Three Holidays and a Wedding by Uzma Jalaluddin and Marissa Stapley. And it is really fucking charming so i am on record for thinking uzma is the absolute best um so the setup here i don't believe this is a historical but it is getting there this book begins december 20th 2000 and anna and miriam are on a plane together. Well, not yet, but they're like, they're headed. They're about to get on a plane together. Mariam, they do not know each other. Mariam is uh, headed to her sister's like surprise wedding in Toronto. And Anna is m- headed to meet her boyfriend's like very wealthy family um, for the first time. And she expects that she will be proposed to on Christmas Day. But she's like, not sure that she wants this Mm -hmm. they are they have this like very interesting these two have this like interesting meet cute where they're not really super into each other like they're kind of annoyed with each other like there's a lot of travel drama happening and then they get on the plane together and they are seated with each other and terrible turbulence happens. Listen, I did not know that I like this microtrope, but I really do. Um, <laughs> oh, where you do love this. This is well, yeah. This is how mm-hmm. I found Odette Stone too. So there's terrible turbulence, and these two women start to talk to each other, like to distract each other from the terrible, yeah. like bumping. How scary! You know, they're it is. flying yeah, through right. a blizzard basically because they're about to have a snow situation. Um, so they like confess. They do some like real confession shit. And this is where Anna kind of admits that she's not in soup. She's sort of not sure what to do about her boyfriend, who is there. She's going to Christmas with her boyfriend, but she grew up celebrating Hanukkah. And so she's like kind of sad she's missing Hanukkah to be at Christmas. And then Miriam admits that she has this like love of her life, Saif who she, like, has always thought she was boring and, like, she just knows, like, that's never going to happen. So they do all this, like, kind of confession. They land, and guess who's sitting two rows behind them? 
Saif. Of course. And then they get, uh, it's like this emergency landing and they end up having to like stay along with the entire bridal party in um, a place called Snow Falls where uh, Anna's favorite actor or like, no, not favorite. Let me say that again. Where there is a film going, like being filmed. There's like a holiday romance film being filmed. And Anna like, runs into the main actor and does this thing that if you live in a city and have ever interacted, have ever like brushed up against somebody who's famous in a city, you have, this is a very common thing where like, you'll see them and you're like, where do I know that person from? Right, exactly. You're like, where is that person Because you don't think like, Oh, is that oh, yeah. Chris Hemsworth? You think like I is that a guy from like my kid's school? Like, is right. that my dentist's office? Like, where do I right. know that guy from? Right. So it's one of those moments. And he kind of lies to her and he like gives her like a fake name and he's mm. like, Well, it's his real name, but like he he like doesn't he tells her he doesn't like she's like, How do I know you? And he's like, I don't know. I just have I a face. Know. And like so <laughs> there's TV. this like Cute romance. There's there are obviously two Uzma's romance is this like second chance, like long standing. I mean, oh my god, it's so mortifying when the the lights come on and the plane is deplaning and like there's uh there's Saif like standing there and she's like, Oh my and he of course he heard everything, right? So like that's all happening on the Uzma side of things and then on the uh, Marissa side of things is like a little a cute little celebrity romance but it's like a classic hallmarky one where like she's there with one boyfriend but like <laughs> w- there's this like sexy Jewish actor <laughs> who's also there and so and then all of these holidays are happening at the same simultaneously time. and so it's like just holiday romance explosion. I love it. That's a great idea. It's really, really cute. And it's set, they set it in the year 2000, which I think is a really interesting choice. Like if I were doing this, I probably would have just been like, I'll just like mess with the calendar. But like, they really were like, no, this actually happened. That's awesome. So we're writing it here. Um, It's really charming and a great holiday read. Yeah, I mean, it was like people had cell phones, but not the internet in your They're, pocket. Yeah, they and not everyone have... had a cell phone or no. like they didn't work some places. So, which is kind of nice because, like, if you're sure. stuck in a hotel or sure, whatever, right. like, you know, what there's you do about it. It's yeah. just a slight, it just slows everything down. Yeah. Yeah. And makes that's it all just like really charming. So, that's Three Holidays and a Wedding by Uzma Jalaluddin and Marissa Stapley. And, Amazing. Uh, that, Really, that one's for everybody just looking for holiday excitement. Yeah. Can I tell you a couple things on my list that I didn't get to? Yeah, and I have some things that uh, people yeah. have recommended. Sure. So there is a Mackenzie Family Christmas by Jennifer Ashley. Hello. Nice. I love that. We've talked about this before. Just get all these people back in the same room drinking mead and wearing sweaters or whatever they wore back then in Scotland. Gilts, I guess. So I'm looking, I'm excited about that. And I'm also, I still have not read, but it is on my list is Single and Ready to Jingle by Piper Rain, which we did a commercial and ad for. And I was like, that sounds so fun. So I downloaded it, but I also have not had a chance to read that. Yep. I am the same. I have, I have that, but I haven't read it. Um, Also, A. Kylie Books on Instagram recommended Holiday Vibes by Sarah Brenton. Okay. um, Which looks really adorable. And so the heroine works for a sex toy company um, and her brother's best friend (laughs) 
<laughs> is the hero. Um, and they are stuck under the same roof for the holidays. So, um, you know, classic. A classic yeah. for a reason. Um, and what else did I want to say? Oh, and I wrote a holiday romance one time a million you years did. ago. We didn't talk about any historicals, so I'm just oh, going to shout this Jennifer one Jennifer Ashley out. one I mentioned. Oh, right. Jennifer Ashley. That's it. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to just mention this one. Joanna Shoup, Sophie Jordan, Tessa Dare, and I wrote a book called How the Dukes Stole Christmas several years ago, like almost five years ago. Yeah. And um, it is four novellas. Uh, set during 30, each one 30 years apart. So Tessa wrote Regency, I wrote Early Victorian, Sophie wrote Late Victorian, and then Joanna wrote Gilded Age. Um, And each one is a retelling of a very famous Christmas story um, and including uh, Home Alone. (laughs) Sophie's is a retelling of Home Alone. Uh, Joanna rewrote Christmas in Connecticut. I rewrote A Christmas Carol. And uh, Tessa rewrote... Oh, gosh. I can't remember, but I'll put it in show notes. There you go. And then there's a there's a short a magical shortbread that's that's through the whole thing. That is my family's shortbread recipe. It's in the book. You can make it yourself if you have time between now and the holidays. And um I think it's pretty fun. It's the only historical novella I've written. Well, there you go. Uh and that is called The Duke of Christmas Present. Because of course it is. And it's on sale right now, I think. I I hope so. Now would be the time. Yeah. Well, there's tons of great holiday romances out there. I know we really mostly talked about Christmas romances. We had a couple in there for you. But um, if you have ones that you love, please tell us about them. And we would love to hear about it. I mean, I just feel like now is the time for, like, snuggling up with a cup of cocoa and some marshmallows and... Uh, Something real spicy to keep that cocoa warm, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, somebody else in on Instagram, what was her name? She said, Chelsea on Instagram sent me another video that <laughs> was hilarious. And it the title was KU Holiday Reading or KU oh. During the Holidays. And it's two songs. <laughs> it's Santa Claus is Coming. And then there's a pause. And then it's all over your face. <laughs> all over everything, really. Uh, so yeah. we'll, put, we'll put that in show notes, too, um, so that you can enjoy. Probably tastes like peppermint, though, so it's fine, everyone. I know. <laughs> I mean, it always does sure. taste like peppermint, so. Sure. Anyway, we hope you have a lovely holiday season, no matter what you celebrate. Um, and we hope that, uh, you know, you get yeah. exactly what you want um, from whomever you want it from. Sure. Also, there is still time to purchase the yes. Fate of Mates Best of 2023 Romance Book box from Pocket Books in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. You can support all the authors, of course, who wrote all the great books that we selected and put on the list, but also a queer, independent, woman-owned, anti-racist, feminist bookstore uh, that really loves romance novels. I got my box one day after I ordered it. I don't even know how that's possible. Well, Christmas. I got mine a week later, but Chicago Mail is famous for being terrible. My dad every day is like, did you ever get that check I sent you? No, not yet, Dad. We'll see. (laughs) Good luck to all of us. So um, you can still get that. There are more books 
they still have, I think, a handful of boxes left. So now's the time. Oh, I know. Everybody, just as a quick reminder, we will not have an episode this on next week on Wednesday, um, the 27th. Instead, we will have a New Year's Eve episode, as is our practice, with a special guest. Also, be... headphones in for that. Like, maybe put your headphones just put in them for in a right few now days to prepare. before yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. So, we will see you next time on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So, uh, happy holidays, everyone. Hope your December is great. 